You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 419 of Podcateers. This week we talk about the new summer drink that's taking the Disney community by storm. We get a peek at the updated Nemo submarine voyage. Weird Al is in a Star Wars project. A theme park is closing. Random drinks. Santa has a new clause. We talk about the ending of Obi-Wan and more. Plus, it's our 8th anniversary. Yay! As always, we'd love to hear how you feel about the things that we talk about in this episode. And you can join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. But we'd love it if you join us on our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 419. Click on the Discord logo, or you can click on the link in our pinned IG story. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcasters possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcasters gear, additional content like the Podcasters after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcasters.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their continued support. Okay, it's time to get the episode started. But before we do, uh, I just want to take a moment to echo what I said on Instagram. Because even though a lot has changed since we first launched the podcast eight years ago, the one constant is you. In a world that's just crazy full of content, we're honored and feel privileged to know that you chose to make us a little part of your world. And that is just never lost on us. This community that we've built together means so much to us. And it's your support that helps keep us going. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. So with that, if this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 419 and the kickoff to year nine of Podcateers. Back to the old school. I'm an old fool who's so cool. Oh, don't wreck yourself. You have to <laughs> right, check yourself do? before you wreck yourself. <laughs> yeah, you got to say it just like that, too, Andrew. Chickity, just check like yourself. That. Listen here, Hazen. Um, you better um, check yourself uh, before you wreck yourself, <laughs> buddy boy. I'll do my like best to do that. <laughs> you know, I, you know <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing like Carlton <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's not unusual. I just realized that we started recording, and I am out of both. I mean, I have my water, but usually I have a couple different drinks uh-huh. on my desk with me. I'm out of my other drink. I didn't go back to get a refill, so I'm going to have Here. to only do water while I'll we're hand recording you this today. One. Oh. What's it's that one? Clear American Cherry Vanilla. I don't know. I just bought it at the Ooh. store. I was at the store this afternoon after work, and, you know, I drink, like, I'll say too many sodas a day. Um, however many you think that is, I will leave that up to you. I drink too many of them a day. And so I'm trying to find something that, you know, maybe it has some sweetener in it, but maybe isn't as bad for you as like, you know, a thing with a cup full of sugar in it or whatever. 
Yeah. So um, I picked up this. Uh, it's called Clear American Cherry Vanilla, little bottle, and it's got some some aspartame in it. But you know, a whole bottle of this. Let's see, one quart, uh, ten calories per container, no sugar, but it's got this aspartame. But hey, whatever. It tastes pretty good for the soda drinker that I am. So I guess uh somewhat good recommendation if you're trying to cut back on your soda this so far tastes pretty okay we'll see how i'm only about uh two inches down the bottle we'll see what happens as it goes but pretty uh solid flavor for what it is i guess i don't know i'm not (laughs) i'm not a food reviewer so uh give it a shot i guess yeah i um i've had those before they're tasty Mm -hmm. they have like an orange creamsicle one that i really Mm -hmm. love I've gotten that same style at, I don't know how far this supermarket chain expands uh, as far, like how far out from Southern California it goes, but uh, there's a a Stater Brothers near me. That's the supermarket. And the ones they have at Stater Brothers are fantastic. They have like a black cherry one. They they also have their own version of like the orange Mm -hmm. creamsicle one and, I'm all about those flavors. So much so that you know that second drink that uh-huh. I was having right now? This is what it is. I was at oh, at the store the other day uh, and they had these oh, these Stella, San Aranciata Pellegrino. San Pellegrino. Uh, like half the price than they're normally listed for. And so I took a chance on it because it's got a big old orange on it and I thought how bad could it be? I mean, it's if it's sparkling water, I'm pretty used mm-hmm. to it. I drink like Spindrift and these other yeah. like different ones, like Waterloo Polar and everything. Polar so and all those I'm, weird ones. Yeah. yeah, so I'm okay with sparkling yeah. water, right? This one actually is sweet. Mm-hmm. It actually does have like natural sweeteners from the orange that they squeeze in here. And so earlier today, I took one of these cans, added a little bit of ice, a little bit of water, and some coconut creamer, some coconut sweet cream, and I made... One of the best orange creamsicle drinks <laughs> I had at my desk this year. We got year. a regular mixologist over there. I don't know. Like, you're just mixing all kinds. I never would have thought to put, it's like coffee creamer. Like, it's put coffee, coffee creamer, creamer yeah. in with some sparkling water. Like, it made sense. You know to what? Me. It's more power to you. I tell you what. Um, I don't know. I sell it, tell you what, like Hank Hill. I don't know. I'll tell you what, Hazen. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, quite interesting. I mean, there's so many things that the drinks that have existed that you'd never think of. I remember one time my grandma's, we were out to eat and she, she got a Dr. Pepper and milk and put. Oh, I've put, heard of this before. Yeah. Apparently, like in the Midwest. It's like this huge, it, like at their soda fountains, they get this, and it is like apparently so good. I couldn't get myself to try it. I was a little appalled, but then you think about it, and like you think about like a root beer float or something like that. It's basically the same yeah. idea, but I just like took me aback. I mean, this is a while ago. I'm like, milk and Dr. Pepper. Okay, you do you, uh, but <laughs> I don't know if I could uh, put some, you know, two <laughs> percent in with the Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I've seen this on TikTok. That's where I became aware oh. of it. I saw like two people post it because apparently there was this other trend going around of people using uh, balsamic vinegar and and what was the other thing? 
bread. But apparently balsamic vinegar and sparkling water or something like that apparently tasted exactly like a Dr. Pepper. I was like, your taste buds are wrecked if you think that tastes like a damn Dr. Literally Pepper. Literally everyone like, that says, this tastes exactly like Dr. Pepper. I've tried them all. It doesn't taste like Dr. Pepper. I'm no. T- just give me no. something that tastes good. Like, I don't care if it tastes like Dr. Pepper. I just want it to taste good. <laughs> like, yeah. I had to get van- lemon. It was the one that uh, uh, my wife saw on TikTok was like, get lemon sparkling water and then put black cherry Mio into it. And I was like, I tried it. I was like, that would just taste weird. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that reminds me. Every time I see those posts, it just reminds me of Mitch Hedberg when he's like, they say that the recipe for Sprite is lemon and lime, but there's got to be more to it. I tried it, and it tastes nothing like it. <laughs> it's I'm paraphrasing, yes. <laughs> but you get it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I probably am not going to try the balsamic vinegar one because that just sounds nasty. I would agree. Uh, you know, does it taste good? I don't know. If anybody out there's tried it, let me know. Drop us a message. To me, it doesn't sound good. But I do. And what do you want to be drinking vinegar for anyway? Like that just sounds like I don't know. Anyway, you're mixing random drinks. I'm still this. Yeah, no, I mean, I do it all the time. Yeah, salad dressing or drinks, and then you put a little (laughs) oregano in there, and you put it in the shake it up, and put a little bone broth in there. You got yourself a nice soup. Yeah, there we go. Ah, yeah, no, but yeah, I try. I try a lot of different drinks, and the creamer one, it just it felt like they belonged together for some odd reason, and I don't know why, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And I was so glad that I did because it was good. Anyhow, enough about that. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's do a little more drink before we move on because if you've been on social media at all, you've probably seen that Starbucks has a brand-new refresher that is taking – the Disney community by storm because it tastes exactly like Dole Whip. Ooh. Well, ish. Uh, so oh. it is the new hashtag not sponsored paradise refresher from Starbucks. A lot of people are calling this the Dole Whip drink. I posted about this on, on our Discord channel uh, a couple days ago. We tried it, and it doesn't taste exactly like Dole Whip. I think people tend to taste something with pineapple and they immediately make the connection because it's such a strong connection for Disney Mm -hmm. fans. But, uh, I mean, if you need something to kill the craving, it's good. You know, like this is one of those refresher drinks that I would get again. You know, and I typically don't get refreshers. Like I normally just get coffee from Starbucks and I'm boring. I'm like just large regular black coffee that's it or sometimes i go nitro cold brew if i'm feeling like ooh, real like crazy right um but this one i would actually get this again i would recommend that if you get it you get it with less ice because the more the ice melted it was kind of towards the end but then again, a lot of drinks towards the end kind of taste bleh once the ice begins to melt. So uh, another thing is the, the ingredients that they had, they had like pineapple chunks and a couple of different types of juices. I think it's like a pineapple uh, passion fruit or something like that. The different juices that they mix into it tend to separate 
uh, as you're drinking it. So you have to constantly be uh, like just That's stirring the Starbucks it. thing. That's the Starbucks carpal tunnel. Yeah. The shake. Oh, dude. We're going to make millions if we can invent a straw that's auto-stirring. Let's oh, get on that. Oh, auto-stir. So, boom. Like that. Pa- uh, like patent pending. Yeah. Patent pending. Like Let's just yell it out Auto-stir. <laughs> they know they have those those uh my sister has one it's got a it's a coffee Brothers. mug that has you press a button and it stirs you oh, just need to get those starbucks tumblers with a button that everybody okay we got to invent patent pending that thing too yes we're gonna do it with the starbucks TM, 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 TM. boom Trademark. got it boom boom, boom. TM. starbucks if you come up if you come up with that we know you took it from us cut us off a little yeah just a little break us off some Another invention. Now we're Pocketeers, jumping onto the official multiple. podcast of Starbucks. <laughs> right? <laughs> we can do it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, if if you are curious about it, I definitely would recommend it. Is it like tea, though? No. Like, is there any tea notes in it? I don't think so. I think okay. it's literally just a couple of juices that they mix together with gotcha. a couple of, like, elements of, like, fresh fruit and stuff like that or frozen fruit to help cool down the drink as well um but i mean it's it's good i gotcha if anything the passion fruit maybe is the tea part of it but you don't taste the passion fruit as much it actually tastes more pineapple and orangey than anything else like if you didn't tell me it was passion fruit i could swear to you that they added pineapple juice and orange juice to it because just a lot of those sweet drinks they have are like tea. Based. Yeah, that's why I don't usually. Well, they have get like them. the shaken yeah. lemonades too. Um, mm-hmm. Are they shaken, not yeah. stirred? Oh, nice. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and if you need if you need that Dole Whip fix, you can always go. They have this thing. It's called the grocery store. And if everything <laughs> tastes like a Dole Whip, you know, you just go to the grocery store and they have this uh, great section called the fruit section, and they have these things called. Pineapples, <laughs> and you go in there, you grab a pineapple, and then you peel the skin off and you eat it, and then there you go. There's your, uh, there's your oh, dull whip. So fix. much work. Oh. Okay, here you go. I got a better one. You go to the canned food aisle, and they have this stuff called oh. pineapple chunks. <laughs> and pineapple you chunks. You open the can and you eat I'm it. I'm there, dude. And you drink the the juice out of a can. That's a the good question. The juice out of a can of pineapple chunks is, tastes exactly like the pineapple juice. That's like good memories for me doing mm-hmm. that. I just haven't done that in a while. <laughs> so believe it or not, I actually okay. experimented with this. Okay. So I bought pineapple chunks. I got some of the, not coconut creamer, but actual mm-hmm. coconut milk in the, yeah. in the cans, right? That, that The thicker version of it. I got some of that. And I got, well, I got one other thing, but I mixed them all together, and I tried to freeze it and see if I can make like a pineapple soft serve. Uh, it was good, but it tasted it nothing like a dolby. Yeah, no, I mean it froze, a lot of water but got in there. yeah, it, there was a lot of water, so it like it was too icy. It felt more like pineapple like shaved ice yeah. than it did like an actual like so soft you're chipping serve. Chipping away like for that. the flavor. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as satisfying yeah. as I thought it was gonna be. Uh, do I feel like I wasted it? Nah, it because I fine. ate it anyway. It just wasn't a dull whip. Yeah, it just wasn't a dull whip. But then it's funny because when we were having the conversation on the Discord server, FGP member Brian was like, "Well, you could just go to Menchie's <laughs> and get the pineapple whip," and I was like, "Yeah, I know, but then I gotta put pants on, uh-huh. right? And yeah, I gotta go somewhere it, for it." And it costs forty-eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a $3 ice cream costs you an arm and a leg. 
And then I still need the pineapple juice from the grocery store to pour on it. Because you can't just have a Dole Whip. you got to have a Dole Whip float. That's the only way I eat a Dole Whip. Yeah. Dole Whip the float. float. That's the way to go. Yeah. No other way. I mean, you can eat a Dole but whatever. So now you're making the argument again, Andrew. Starbucks, if you want this, then you're doing the convenience factor. There you go. I'm so you saying. door dash a Starbucks refresher <laughs> and a, a pineapple whip there from Menchie's. <laughs> it's going to cost you $322 to get door dash to your house. Mm-hmm. And then you can mm-hmm. have a facsimile of a Dole Whip. That probably still cheaper than gas. (laughs) (laughs) You know who? Okay, so there's the argument of also. I think somebody else, like further down in the stream, said, "Look, if I'm just gonna go, if I'm just gonna try to get Dole Whip, you could also just go." Oh, because Jill said you could go to Joe's Italian Ice, which is in Anaheim. They have amazing ice creams. They have amazing shaved uh, shaved ice there. It's just a few blocks away from Disneyland. And then the argument was made that if you're going to go all the way to Anaheim, just go to Disneyland and get the Dole Whip inside of Disneyland. But what if I don't have a reservation? But Exactly. (laughs) If you don't have a reservation, if you don't want to have to buy a ticket or anything like that, then there are alternatives, right? There are actual franchises. Uh, we we used to have it at our local Menchies, and then they stopped carrying it for a while. It's kind of sporadic when they have it available. Uh, I know that there's other frozen yogurt places and ice cream places that carry their alternatives. Uh, out in Huntington Beach, there's this really great place called Hula Girl Shaved Ice that has, like, the exact formulation of Dole Whip. Like, in... There's certain times that I've had that one that I thought this is better. I know that's not the popular thing to say, but it is good. So if you're out near the beach, Huntington Beach, and you want like that treat, Hula Girl Shaved Ice, hashtag not sponsored, right? Yet. Yet, right. Uh, but there are alternatives. You just have to be willing to go searching for them. Or you could get yeah. a plane ticket, fly to Hawaii, go to... Go to the Dole Plantation or whatever it is. (laughs) I'm sure they have it there. I don't know. They do. Uh, I mean, there's also Alani. They have it there, I'm pretty sure, as well. That's now you sold it. There you go. You know what? You know what? Just spend the money on the plane Plane ticket. Plane ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's the winner. That's the winner. We've circled We went from a $3 Dole Whip (laughs) to a a $5,000 trip to Hawaii. Saving oh, you money God. all the way home. <laughs> Logic after 2020 makes complete sense. That's funny. All right, I got to drink another little bit of this. Hold on. Here's a... uh, all right. So a couple things I want to talk about. Um, one thing is, you know, I've talked about this several times. You guys know I'm huge on collecting cards. And uh, it's very appropriate that later in the episode we're going to be talking about Obi-Wan because – Today, I received a pre-order for some cards that I've been waiting for for two months now, three months now. I don't remember. But it is... The Great Wait. Here we go. The Star Wars Wars. Gold Foil Edition of the Star Wars cards by Theory 11. So they have actually released these cards before. They have a few different versions they have the light side, they have the dark side, they have like a blue and red version, um, and then so they shiny. have a version that's um, white and black with uh, different colors. But this one, I think, was uh, probably the most anticipated one because if you look at the Ace, you can't really see it. No, there's a TIE the fighter webcam. in there. There is a TIE fighter in the Ace Whoa. of Spades. However, the backs 
are completely gold foil. Nice. And very nice. It doesn't do it any justice. Well, I mean, it's on the web. The web, it's just so shiny it can't show up. I like know. It's, with your it's human that eye, good. like it's yeah. so reflective. The gold. Okay, here. The foil. This is what I'm gonna do. Okay, he's gonna I, set something up. Here, I am. No, here's look. I am actually gonna <laughs> post this on Discord as we are recording. We are Whoa. recording live. Ep- Four eight. It's like a sneak and peek. And I <laughs> was talking about these cards. Hopefully, this picture does them justice. Because I took a picture to send to my brother because I told him, "Hey, we got our card." To whom it may concern. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember a Brian Regan joke, and I can't. It's <laughs> texting. <laughs> I I can't do it. But if you know the the Brian Regan texting joke, that's what I was going for there. Oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember now. Mister Yo Yo is not at this number. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Oh. Hey, it says we are recording episode 418, and I was talking about these cards. Hopefully, this picture does them justice. Oh, no. And then I have to download a link. No, hold on. Hold on. Download the fire. File. Hold on. Hold on. Open the file. Open it with my pictures. There it is. I don't like it. I downloaded it. Did you? Yeah. Wow, you got it. Did you pull it down and put it back? I am doing that, actually. I know why, because it was... It was taken with an iPhone, and the iPhone photos are with that HEIC. It's not like a JPEG. Take it with an iPhone. I did take it with an iPhone. Brian Reed. Why did you? I took it down. I took it down. I'm, I'm going to try it again. Texting. So anybody that saw it is like, what's going on? Hazen's crazy. What is up with this guy? I've done it before, too. Let's see. Okay. Here we go. You know what? This is easier. Why don't I just take a screenshot so that it... Yes. That functions. Okay, here we go. So back to Discord. Oh, nope. Not what I wanted. There we go. Ah, there it is. So now it's an actual post. Now you don't have to download anything. (laughs) I should have actually taken a picture of the cards, but the I'll probably post one later. (laughs) The point is... The the cards actually look really nice. The tuck box or the tuck case that they come in has like this like velvety feel to the box. Uh-huh. Wherever there's black mm. and there isn't like a foil stamp on it. And it is like the I mean I buy a lot of cards like, from 311. The box is like soft. Yeah, it's got like this what? like this velvety consistency oh. to everywhere that's black that's not foil stamped on like it. A, it feels really nice. It's very okay. it feels premium. Like a like a satin something or another. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And not like a suede or something like that. No. Uh, no okay. No. Okay. But I will say that uh if any of you like cards, if any of you are just Star Wars fans and you're looking for something kind of cool, Definitely recommend this deck of cards. Uh, Theory 11, if you want to help a sponsor, you know, some giveaways and send me a few decks to give away, I'm totally for it. Yeah, and, and Theory 11, you want to make me like a Roger Rabbit one? I'll buy that. Or like Solid oh. deck, Indiana Jones deck. Come on. Yeah. Get some like niche stuff. Indiana Jones would be good. Yeah, would. Yeah. 
And then like then like the kings and queens and like you could be like Indiana Jones and Marion and Sala and Willie and Short Round and all kinds of stuff and you know what and then the Joker could be like a like a boulder. I don't know. A snake. <laughs> a snake. Yes, I guess it could be a snake. I was like it could be a Nazi, but that's like kinda not great, but No. Uh, no. That's also yeah. Snake. No. It could be a snake. Or it could be yeah. Why or does a it snake. always have to be snakes? There was a thing. Okay, we're on going on a tangent here. I yeah, uh, we brought up Indiana go. Jones. And now I'm on a tangent. <laughs> Some uh, web uh, website that provides um, subpar news and clickbaity Disney articles. You may know what I'm talking about. It was like, kid, okay. Uh, may have something to do with being. Uh, yeah. Anyway. This website was saying that, uh, oh, there's so much uh, uh, Mandela effect during Indiana, the Indiana Jones ride. Everybody thought that at the when the snake uh, is there, Indiana Jones said, snakes, why did it have to be snakes? And I don't know what's going on. It was one person said this once, and it makes a whole article where, I don't know. I'm just complaining, I guess, is what's going on. I... I have such an affinity for this attraction. I guess I just know it backwards and forwards, but I don't know how many people are really like, I could have swore he said the line from the movie and not this line from the ride. I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't he say like snakes, you're on your own? Exactly. That's exactly what he says. Yeah, snakes, yeah. you guys are on your own. And that's what happens. I don't know. Rant over. Huh. I'm just. Uh, I, <laughs> I totally missed that. I uh, had no idea that was a thing. You know, I get. I. F- I followed this page when it was owned by the guy that made the podcast. If you know what I'm talking about, then you know it. And then he sold the website to these other people, and now it's a clickbaity article thing. And I'm still subscribed uh. to the web, like on Facebook, like the notifications. And I do it, and it gets me mad. And I don't know why I don't unsubscribe, <laughs> but I'm still there to see how ridiculous it is. This is the life that I've given myself, I guess. I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> Rant over. Back to playing cards. Nah, I'm done with playing <laughs> oh, cards. Okay, yes. I mean, I could see how something like that would or can pick up traction easily given the fact that over the last two years there's been a lot of talk about the Mandela effect and how people feel differently about certain things. And especially now that the Hadron Collider at CERN got reignited and it's at like full power over the summer, uh, they're all talking about you know, okay, well, are we going to get shifted back into the reality we were in before and all that stuff? That would be cool. They were making news because I think one of the scientists was all like, and with all of these realities, when we tried to merge them together or all these alternate realities and everybody latched onto that. He was trying to make a joke. (laughs) I don't know if he was trying to make a joke. I think he was just talking about like a theoretical something about how it would function. And everybody just latched onto that. Uh, I don't know the full story, but... Uh, I I want to say that that's probably why something like that could have picked up traction the way that it did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've never remembered it as the line in the film. Like I've, I'm pretty positive that they didn't use the line in the film because they didn't want to have to pay royalties for it. Well, also like yeah, and they couldn't get Harrison Ford to do it because all kinds of stuff. And yeah, that's that's a fun 
tidbit. I don't know if I told it on Quizneyland or not. Harrison Ford. I don't, do you, we're just going to do this right now. <laughs> Did you know that uh, <laughs> that Harrison Ford didn't voice the Indiana Jones ride because they gave him the script for the Super Bowl? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Indiana. That's what happened. Basically, they they were they're doing building an attraction and planning the Super Bowl halftime show at the same time. And uh, Harrison Ford said, yeah, I'll voice the attraction, but I don't want anything to do with the Super Bowl halftime show. And they said, okay. And somebody mistakenly sent him the Super Bowl halftime show script. And he said, I said, I'm not doing this. Now I'm not doing any of it. And then he went, yeah. peace and smell you later. And <laughs> that's what happened. This has been brought Quizneyland. to you by Quizneyland. 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 That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I think we talked about this. Why is there so many bee oh, holders all over the place? <laughs> the bees are going know. extinct, and these bee holders aren't going to have a job to do anymore. Anyway, um, what were oh, we talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but now we're moving on to... We're talking about drinks, I think, is where we start. Oh, cards. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I guess <laughs> yeah, the we're on cards. How, how Star did we Wars. end up on cards? Oh, because we're going to talk about Obi-Wan later. Why are we backtracking? Yeah. Let's just move forward. Yeah, let's go. All right. Go. So, oh, go. guess what? Chicken butt. The day we <laughs> the day we are recording this episode <laughs> is one day removed from the 8-year anniversary since we started the podcast. <laughs> so, the 28th of June, 8 years old. Are we singing happy birthday? No, I was going to sing I was going to sing oh. the version that I heard at a restaurant one time because it's the anniversary. So good because the other one's copywritten and I don't want. Well, to not anymore. It's a public day. But anyway, so yes. um, I will tell this story as well because I this is one of my favorite stories. I was at uh, uh, the old spaghetti factory. I don't know if they have those down there or not, but the old the old spaghetti the old spaghetti factory. And we were just there. I was with a couple friends. We're sitting there eating, you know, lunch or dinner, whatever it was. And there was so many birthdays. So like six birthdays come around every every five minutes. Happy birthday! It's like okay. And then we're there, and you know, I think we're eating ice cream, and then we hear, okay, happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary <laughs> to you. Happy anniversary to you guys. Happy anniversary <laughs> to you. So I don't know who decided to come up with that, but I think about that probably once a month. Um, nice. Because who doesn't love the anniversary song? So happy anniversary to Bogadiers. Anyway, I'm not going to sing the whole Woo. thing again. I'm not, I'm not warmed up. I don't have my vocals cords warmed up to sing. Well, we'll get that sultry voice going by the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, <Anyway>. I <laughs> so thought you were pulling a Tim the Toolman Taylor off with that one. I love it. Hey, did you see that? Bringing that up, did you see the the? The first image from the Santa Clauses. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, what what info did we get on that? Uh, there's a the picture. <laughs> Is know. that it? I, yeah, I think really so. Let's see. Picture. The Santa Clauses. Thanks, Google. 
Not so s- does that mean that we're going to have like five Santas now? Maybe. Maybe Mrs. Claus will be Santa and maybe, uh, I don't know, the first look at Disney Plus's The Santa Clauses. Why is it on a Disney Parks blog? Um, we yes. know that Cal Penn is joining the cast. Um, and As one of the Santas? A single father, ambitious game inventor, and product developer who visits the North Pole makes a big impact on the direction uh, and makes a big impact on the direction of his life. He's joining uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. So it looks like is let's see the Santa Claus is set sometime after the events of Santa Claus three the escape clause and picks up with Scott Calvin on the brink of his 65th birthday realizing he can't be Santa Mm. forever as he suddenly starts to lose his Santa magic he sets (sighs) out to find a suitable replacement Santa while preparing his family for a new adventure in the life in the in life I can't read (laughs) life in (laughs) south of the North Pole. That's a weird sentence. Anyway, so it sounds like Tim Allen's not going to be Santa anymore, and everybody's going to be sad. I don't know. Wait a second. I thought we already had a new Santa. What happened to Noel? That's a different multiverse universe. <laughs> nice. Nice. What? Well, is, no, t- is Tim I, Allen I in Noel as, like, Santa who died do, or do something? We, no, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I never watched Noel. It was good. You should watch it. I heard. Was he in Very Prep good. and Landing? Then yes. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> that was not the voice. I'm just a little thrown off because I'm like, I'm thinking about the Santa Claus in Santa 1. And I mean, it's he fell off the roof. Yeah, but it's like. So, <laughs> I hope Tim Allen's but it's whoever, on like, the roof. <laughs> yeah, we have to. I don't know. They're going to have to. Maybe there's a maybe it's there's more clauses that we don't know about. Yeah. If the Santa decides that he doesn't want to be Santa anymore, he can go find another guy, and then the other guy signs a contract. Then he can be Santa, but he has to do this thing and then go through a test and you know take a driving silly test and I don't know and then has to <laughs> yeah, get, a yeah outrun a reindeer on the and, new ones you know eat <laughs> outrun a five hundred pounds of cookies <laughs> and then maybe Ooh, you could down. go the before. The board of <laughs> magical creatures, and they can they then they, they vote and a, they put it in the votes in the fire. And if the smoke is white, then he could be he's not Santa. But if the smoke is candy cane, then he's Santa. I don't know. Halfway to Christmas talk. <laughs> Does Dumbledore ever make an appearance? You shall not pass. That's not Dumbledore. <laughs> no, no, that's uh... fly, you fools. Other other white beard guy. D- uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm Magneto. Wizard. <laughs> Gandalf. Is that what you're Gandalf. Yes. I know. I'm just trying to make people oh, mad. Oh, my brother would kill me if he knew. I forgot. Oh, that's the, the, the Dumbledore line I know. <laughs> Did you put your name in the cup on the fire? That's what Dumbledore says, I'm pretty sure. That's the only Dumbledore thing I know. He gets really mad. Tina pointed that out to me one time, and I thought it was All very funny. All the time. He's a grump. Grumpy Old Wizards is the new movie on Disney+. Plus. Huh? I'm kidding. Oh. Um, yeah, so the Santa Clauses. I'm curious about how this is going to go. I feel like this is a trilogy that didn't need any additional films added to it. But Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I know. I get that. And like I said, I feel like this is a trilogy that didn't need any additional films to it. Yeah, but look, they said that about Toy Story, and you got Toy Story 4 and Forky and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and, and Toy Story was one of those trilogies that didn't need another part to you know it. What, you know what these all have in common? 
that they didn't need a fourth part to it. And Tim Allen is in both of them. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Toy Story. Oh, that's funny. I don't know. Christmas movies kind of, they kind of break the rule of movies. You guys, funny you guys bring this up because you guys love Christmas so much, both of you. And I'm always like, the movies got to be, yeah, pretty good. And there's like, I'm pretty picky on the ones we've talked about, like their top four. So it's like, when these like sequels come for Christmas movies, I kind of throw out the sequel rule. Because you just think about like Home Alone, like we always talk about the second one was better than the first we would say so i feel like there that happens a bit with the christmas movie sometimes like the second's better yeah the but then there's home alone three apply. yeah yeah <laughs> see there you go that's the christmas rule it's just it almost gets away with it because it's a christmas movie so it's like you might just like it because it has christmas theme hey, yeah but then you yeah, have kind of sweet home hard. alone because don't start and we're gonna get this die hard, die hard. <laughs> And, and then Die Hard is, 2. I knew it. That's, this is where I put the <laughs> line. Die Hard 3, 4, 5, and 6. And Batman, Batman <sighs> Forever. Or Batman, yeah. So don't call out Santa Claus if you're not going to call out Die Hard. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> now, I mean, look, I like the three Santa Claus movies. They are definitely in my Christmas rotation. I know that the closer we get to Christmas, we're going to talk about favorite movies again. You know, we try to get our favorite ones every year and we talk about them. You know, I, it's going to be in there because those are classics. They've become some of our favorites. So I get it. The thing about these films is that I think the thing that bothers me and look, when I'm watching them, I feel like I forget all this. Right. Like mm-hmm. I just kind of get engulfed in the story. And then all of a sudden, at the end, I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. I get it. They did it. They saved Christmas. Like, like in yeah. every film. Right. Like the magic <laughs> of Christmas just like kicks you in the feels. But when you start to analyze the film, they always break something that's canon. And like you mentioned it, Larry, like what's going to happen with this one? If in the first one he fell off the roof, Scott Calvin got the suit and then he became Santa, then what's the clause now for the multiple? Like, are we going to have multiple Santas? Like, I, he's like, I just explained this. He has to fill a form no. out and then... <laughs> as long as it's not... I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve everything that I'm going to say until we've seen it or we have more information. Because I know you read that. Because in the uh, in the Santa Claus two, she's like, oh, there's the fine print, and then puts the like the magnifying glass. Well, what about the fine fine print? And then there's another. I bet you there's a fine. Puts it under microscope. Or they're going to be like, oh, well, in case you didn't realize, Santa, there's a piece that was torn off and we just found it. And yeah, like, this is the other page. <laughs> in the mountain of the North Pole that only <laughs> Gandalf so has ever. Like, it, it was in Superman's Fortress of Solitude or something. I don't know. They'll figure oh, out some way. I'm down. Yeah. Bring in DC. <laughs> well, we got to do it somewhere, I you guess. Know, that's, that's the crossover we're all looking for. Santa, Santa and, and Superman. Superman. <laughs> the DC's universe. There we go. It's funny. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So anyway, Santa Claus is, is coming. We'll talk about it to more town. as we get more information about that. Yes, uh, the anniversary of the podcast is happening. Oh, yeah, that's Happy what we're anniversary talking about. to the podcast. <laughs> do I have anything special planned? Nah, we'll probably do something special for the 10th anniversary. We sang a but, song. We did it. Yeah, we sang a song. We we got the the uh, Spaghetti Factory special. Spaghetti Factory Happy Anniversary song. <laughs> mm. So yeah, there there you go. We got that. Let's see. Let's take it to the parks a little bit because it looks like we got our first glimpse at Nemo reopening. What's the official name of the the attraction? Uh, the sub. Uh, 
submarine voyage. Submarine voyage. Nemo voyage. Nemo submarine in the Curse of the Black Some Pearl. Finding Nemo submarine voyage. <laughs> finding, finding Nemo submarine voyage. Submarine voyage. That's what I That's thought. That's what it is. Finding yeah. Nemo's fantastic Black voyage. Pearl? I'm in. To... Ooh, fantastic so voyage. In. Hello. <laughs> oh, we had a couple different you know. ones there. No, I was just thinking of the, it, it wrong. I think it was the same song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So, yeah, so we got our first look at the lagoon and all of the changes. It looks like they installed a lot of really bright, beautiful coral. Uh, there's a big hank in the middle. Uh, no longer are the days of mermaids in the middle of the blazing hot sun in the middle of summer. Uh, now we have Hank, which is kind of cool. Hank has been one of the coolest characters in Finding Dory. Um, it was so cool that, you know, they got him to dress up in the Ant-Man costume uh, yeah. after he had been, you know, he was just a you know, old scientist. And then they got him in the Ant-Man costume and then they stuck him in the lagoon. That's um, what we're talking about, right? Wrong Hank. Wrong Hank. Hank. That's Hank Pym. This is uh, Hank the Octopus. Hank, the, like the the country singer with the big cowboy hat. No, that's uh, oh, no. Hank Williams, I believe. Uh, the propane salesman. That's Hank Hill. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, okay. Nice uh, I can't think of any more Hanks. <laughs> good job. <laughs> I looked so, up. I looked up Hank. And they just keep showing this guy, but I don't know who, what he's from, so that doesn't help me. Um, <laughs> nope, I don't know who he is. <laughs> Hank Schrader. If anybody knows who Hank Schrader is, I don't no know. No idea. The, let's see. We're going to visit Wikipedia. I'm in this thing. Better <laughs> Call Saul is a guy oh. named Hank, oh. apparently. A lot of fans are going to be mad. I have never I watched, watched Breaking yeah. Bad. Never watched Breaking Bad. Uh, how about the guy? Some of the first season. How about the guy that voices stuff on The Simpsons? Hank Azaria. Uh, yeah, like Mo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can you name that? Can Hank? You name? That's, the, that's <laughs> the new game. Um, we'll get some game show music for how it. How about uh, uh, old timey baseball player Hank Aaron? There we go. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> no, that what's that's a picture of a pizza. I don't. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm dragging this out way too long. Um, yes, Hank the Octopus, voiced by uh, beloved actor, uh, guy from Modern Family that I can't think of his name, Ed Harris. That's who we're talking about, right? Yep. Sure. Ted. Right? Ed. Yeah. I, I, Ed. Honestly, I don't even know where we started anymore. Finding Nemo submarines. I got oh, us way yeah. off a of track. Hank is <laughs> yes. there. Ed, o not Ed Harris, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill, <laughs> who Ed voices <laughs> Al Bundy. Yeah. He voices Al Bundy? Yes, he voices Al Bundy on the Bundy. famous cartoon, <laughs> Married with Children. <laughs> what a day. Uh, I tell you what, Right. I don't know I what's know. going on. This is what 108 Heat does to us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fries you We're out. delirious now. Um, this is what we yeah. get when Melissa's not here. Right? When she's not here to wrangle anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yes. Yeah, so, Coral was added. Hank was added. And I remember looking at this. They put up a video. I thought about it. And I was like, wow, that looks super beautiful. I'm glad that they did this. They refurbed that ride for a good eight months out of the year. And then it's open for three weeks. And then it's closed for three years again for refurb. And then it's open for three weeks again. It's a cycle, right? Um, but all I remember thinking was, but the subs are still small and they feel like they hurt. And I never write it because it's so tiny. And what happens How if am somebody I supposed to? 
that, dude, don't even because that's for the not. kids in the car. <laughs> We've talked about the that kids before. know what's up. The kids know what's up. The kids know what's up. Anyway, it's super tight in there. Like I, it's not fluffy friendly. Uh, yes, at all. True. How come they don't work on that? Just I mean, put if they're some, spending like, all this money, like I don't know. like tape some beach chairs to the top or something, or just <laughs> give me like a snorkel and let me just hang on to the back of it. So I can yeah, just like, enjoy a it to the back. like a tow rope, like a tow rope. Yeah, something. Oh, fiberglass all over your body—that's gonna feel good. <laughs> so I have an opinion on this. Um, why couldn't they have made this Hank statue a Hank robot? I want a robot. Like mm. they spent all this money. And they had the. You mean animatronic robot? It's a, let's not get too fancy. Like, Look, it's pronounced okay. robot. Robot, sorry, yes, Thank you. robot. Um, because they had the seagulls there. Those are kind of like robots. Mine, mine. Yeah, mine? those guys. Mine? Mine? I wouldn't mine? call mine? them. Mine? Better come I wouldn't back. call them an audio animatronic. I'm sure they, you know, they got like two things. Wait a second. Do they move? Yes. Then they yeah. are matronic. Do head. they make noise? No. Then <laughs> they are audio. Audio. That's so. That's an audio. They are audio and they are matronic. So okay. So we, so yes. So we just need audio matronics then. Um, <laughs> I mean, make the tentacles move or the eyes look around or something. I don't know. Like it feels like yes. I don't know. I I don't have room to complain. I guess. But if you're gonna put all this money into there, why not like give us a little some something, something? I don't know what they did to the inside. But if they want to add Hank, like, make it a little fun. And maybe Hank can wave and be like Mr. Potato Head and talk to the people that are watching from the from the shore or whatever. I don't know. But it seems like they weren't given a proper budget to add something. So they're like, well, they told us we have to add something. So here's a statue. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if it was moving around, I think it would have been nice. Um I mean, that's it looks like good. Said, like, it looks yeah. good. It's fine. But I'm here. I just want the seagulls back. I, like, I get so sad walking by that area and not hearing mine. mine, mine what if they well, move them, so though? Larry, I could just walk behind you and do that. It'd be it would be <laughs> fine. I could make you happy just a couple feet behind. Okay, you. that works. That's, okay. that, that'll bring back the nostalgia. <laughs> what if they moved them, Hazen? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, what if they just moved them? What if they're On Space closer Mountain? to the railing now so that you can oh. feed them peanuts? I mean, you never oh know. My gosh. Like they, I, they gotta they get hungry out there. All what day. if they just put them all fight? over tomorrow land? Like there's like a bunch of seagulls, <sighs> yes. like, some on Utopia, some <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. I'm for it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, cool. this attraction, man. I mean, look, I, I hate to say it. Knock it to the ground. It, it's time to go, man. Aww. This attraction just has know. to go. They gotta just take that space back. I know it's a classic attraction. But they gotta take this down and put something else in its place. What I don't know yet, but <clears throat> I mean, if you think about it, it really does go down a lot more than it's open. At least that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It's always closed for some kind of refurb, and then it like opens for the summer, and then it's closed the rest of the year. And also, we're in a drought, and that's twenty-five million gallons of water or something. Yeah, I'm sure they recycle. You know, they have like the recycle tanks and all those things, but I don't know if they yeah. can recycle twenty-five million. I don't know about. I think it's something like that. I'm just pulling no. that number out of the air, but I think it's close to that many gallons. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, knock it to the ground and put some cool, like I don't know, Phantom Manor. I don't care. That doesn't fit Ooh. Tomorrowland, but put it there anyway. 
Who cares? What else fits Tomorrowland? Just do it. Yeah, just that'll be part of Fantasyland <laughs> now. Your fantasy. I mean, land it is now. fantasy. Yes, your fantasy, fantasy land now. If you, de- uh, well, I guess it depends on who you ask on TikTok. I guess, but well, I don't care what they say. That's true. All right, it, this is my imagination. This is my imagination. <laughs> oh, Some imagination, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little screwy. Oh, my chair squeaked. Is that what that was? <laughs> I think so. Like, I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't roll over a cat or anything. It's a little screwy, right? <laughs> it's like I you're trying like, to. Man, you like your voice got super high, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know what this. This is we're having a weird silly goose time. I don't. Know I what's know. Going on. I know. I don't um, know hey, what's going on. Hey, so there was. Um, I don't remember who posted it on Discord. There was an article about Great America closing. Yeah, I want to say I, it was uh, Agent Ocho. I was on on Discord, right? Yes, I was. Reading... So shout out Agent Ocho, by the way. Hey, buddy, thanks for posting that. Um, I was reading that article and I saw a notification on Discord and I was like, hmm, what's this about? I was like, oh, I'm just reading the same thing too. And yeah, I don't know if you guys had a chance to read the article, but uh, California's Great America, owned by Cedar Fair, is closing uh, in 11 years. <laughs> um, Ooh. So <laughs> it's going to be a, a, a long, agonizing departure. I don't know, agonizing. It's... It's a qu- quite ways away, so you have some time to say goodbye to California's Great America. Um, so the, what it seems like is, well, no, it seems like this is what happened. They're in Santa Clara. I'm pretty sure Santa Clara. Is it Santa Clara, Larry? Is that where Santa Rosa? Santa Rosa. That's the Bay Area, you know, Silicon Valley, all that kind of stuff. That land they're sitting on is worth a pretty penny. Um, it's a huge plot of land with parking lot and all that stuff. And so they decided, hey, we could probably sell this and make a boatload of money. And that's what they did. So they sold it for a bajillions of dollars. I don't know how many. It doesn't say in the article. Then they leased the land back for another 11 years um, until they're going to pull everything out. And then they'll the developers will develop it into stuff. I don't know. Probably Target. I, high-rise condominiums. I have no idea what's going in. That's 11 years away. It's kind of a little far to think about, but you have some time to say goodbye to former Paramount's Great America, now California's Great America. Yeah, I'm sure it had plenty of other names before that, too. It is Santa Clara. Is it Santa Clara? My bad. Yeah, it's close to Santa Rosa, but Santa Clara. It's because the city of Santa Clara is who owned the property. Well, technically, I think before Mm -hmm. I owned the property, they got it there. But anyway, yeah, you're right on the money. Ten years to say goodbye seems kind of weird. It's not a joke because there's a lot of things like that that once they shut down, it's kind of like there's a lot of theme park history in regards to like things that are from what I understand when I know like in the middle states, once they are shut down, like because they go off season a lot and they won't reopen. Uh, if I'm right, Great America kind of operated like that mm-hmm. at some points. Um, Seasonally, so yeah. they kind of shut down like in their yeah, they shut down on their off season. Like, and then you just don't hear about it again. But to be like 10 years in the running and being like, okay. I, I mean, I have ties to it when I lived in the uh, Central Valley, mo- the middle of California. I-, I would, that park was closer than going to Disneyland. So we went there a lot as I was a kid. And it is more of a ride theme. Like, they got roller coasters and things like that. It was like the smaller version. But there was things there that were 
Paramount owned, which was cool. And if I remember, one of my favorite things to ride there was this like Days of Thunder ride a long time ago where it was like a simulator of a race car ride. And it's probably one of the first like crazy memories before going really to Disneyland of being in a large like ride that kind of like shakes you around, but there's a big old screen in front of you. But they lost the properties to Paramount, so something's changed there. And then the other ride I liked there was the Ninja. That was another one they had there back in the day, I think, if I remember right. But it was a lot more better than was Paramount owned. And then it kind of, yeah, I would say I last time I went was early two thousand. Yeah, I think they had like a Top Gun ride, and they had like, and then yeah, that's that's what switched. That's what the original ride was, the race car ride, and it switched. And then I think they also had like a johnny english or something i remember listening to something about where well, paramount had this and then they had to change everything and it just kind of made it yeah. all blah they kept all the kinda rides weird. but they just like took the names you know and kept them kind of similar but not um so right. yeah there is some some interesting i'm sure somebody out there has a, a more uh insight into this because i've never been to great america uh, Marriott's Great America was but, it what originally. I knew there was another name. I think the big point that you mentioned to Andrew before when we were talking on the side chat here, I never knew the last owning company is the same company that belongs with Yeah, Knotts. Cedar Fair. So when you compare those two, that's a fall off for sure, and I could see why it well, happened. Well, and so I found the numbers. $310 million is what they uh, got for the land. Um, and that's, you know, for a small ish company like that, you know, they're for, for a theme park company, they're not huge. That's a lot of money that they can use to invest in other properties. And I'm sure they took the calculations and did, well, this makes this much money, da, 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 da. And we can take these rides and move them over to Knott's Berry farm or, or King's Island or whatever else they have. And, you know, then all those, all those places get, upgrades so to speak they get new attractions that weren't there before because that happens with roller coasters a lot they this person doesn't want it that person buys it and they set it up da 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 da, da. so maybe looking out in 10 years for some new attractions at knots <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> oh, wow. i feel like knots uh in a way has been really working towards becoming like a bigger competitor to disneyland like Mm -hmm. i i think in the eyes of a lot of guests they've like people have always seen knott's berry farm as like the little park that could right but there's a lot of great stuff at knott's berry farm like there's a lot of things i prefer at knott's berry farm as a matter of fact but when they really started to invest uh i think it was last year uh around this time like may june i think they reopened uh, Knott's Berry Tales, like Return to the yeah. Fair, like the Dark Ride. And this was an attraction that had a huge following because Rolly Crump, when he went away from Disney, like he was a big influence. Well, he designed the entire attraction. He was an influence. He designed the entire attraction for Knott's Berry Farm. And uh, eventually it went away and it had this like huge following. People lobbied, they asked for it, and Knott's Berry Farm finally said, all right, we're bringing it back. And they did. And so the fact that they're investing in these new attractions, that they're investing in making more things available in the park, 
is why you see more people attending knots than ever before. On top of the fact that the price compared to what Disneyland costs for a single day or the season pass, you know, for them versus, you know, a magic key or annual pass, whatever you want to call it, Disneyland, you know, the difference in cost is huge, you know, so crowd levels are definitely different. Uh, I think there's going to be, uh, I mean, we've seen it, right? I think we've seen this like slight exodus from Disneyland and we've seen uh, more people going to Universal. We've seen more people going to Knott's. We've seen people going to Legoland and stuff like that. So that's going to continue to happen. Um, but it would be cool if we saw some of these attractions from this closing theme park make an appearance at Knott's Berry Farm. I don't know what the footprint is like. I'm not. Uh, I'm not as versed on what it looks like like for a Knott's Berry farm map and how much land they have available to them and what they can scrap and what they mm -hmm. can put up. I noted that in the back area where like the, what is it? Log jammer, I think. Um, or is that at six flags? The, I forgot. That's the, it's the timber mountain log ride. Yeah. Yeah. So back in that area, they have a lot of like carnival games and stuff like that. Maybe mm -hmm. they can install more stuff back there. Cause it seems like there's a lot of space available. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to see them open more stuff and just make it uh, a bigger park. Yeah, uh, I I want to correct myself. I I said there's a Johnny English ride, but I don't think that's a thing. I think I I'm getting uh, something conflated. I don't think they would make a Rowan Atkinson movie into it. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> of something else, but I don't think Johnny English was <laughs> what I'm thinking of. There was a failed. Thing they had a change yeah. at the right. I just well, so I'm looking up the gosh. history of this park because I, I, the Paramount movies I don't know very well. Um, it looks like at one point they had a Survivor. It's called Survivor the Ride. Oh man! And it's just one of those okay. like ones where it just spins you around on like the two big arms. It like lifts up and spins and spins. But was it themed to the show Survivor? Yes, the show Survivor. Oh, interesting. Uh, they had a Crocodile Dundee water park. Um, Nickelodeon stuff. Um, yeah, it's some, some stuff. Um, yeah, they had the, you know, here's the thing. Yeah. The A Paramount action FX theater, which is the days of thunder thing you were talking about, Larry. Yeah. And then top. Yeah. And my ride was called demon, not ninja. Sorry. Ninjas at six flags. That's what I <laughs> messed up. It was called demon. Well, it was I, something I, like I, that, I, I only apologize a little cause I've never been here. So I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. I've been there, and you know what I was going to say, Hazen, the one thing I would love, which is like their centerpiece when you go to this park, it's Carousel Columbia. It's like a two-tiered carousel. Oh, wow. Look it up, because it's really, really nice. I don't know what year it was built, but it's always been there since I was a kid, and it's like their main, like, you know, there's Main Street, right? But this is like it's their It's like their logo, like when you first there. walk in, like, it's like, it's the weenie, like, it's the, nice. it's the thing. Yeah, it's... Doesn't and it's really pretty. It's when I've been on it every time. It may, it did give me nostalgia of, of that ride. It was just a carousel, not to be mean, but it is like a two tier type situation, which is really cool. But I think that's if that could get relocated somewhere, I think that'd be cool because it's just it's a really nice. I mean, it's ten years from now, but it's really cool. Like it just has this grand juncture, like you said. Not to have uh, a two floor or a two tier carousel though. Well, they could stack Never them on top it. of each other and have a four-tier carousel. The four-tier. And tier. if, if uh, nah. Paramount's Great America was still around, we could have 
uh, you know, a Quiet Place ride and <laughs> yeah, Gemini Man the new, ride. The ride the Come on, look at all these great rides. Everything Mega that people Mind. are asking for, right? Yeah, everybody wants a uh, Daddy's Home attraction. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, I don't know, Monster That's exactly trucks. what people are itching for. Coming to America. Oh, okay. To... I had to look it up. So, Knott's Merry-Go-Round is not two-story. I know why I thought it was two-story, though, because you have to enter what looks like a house, and the second floor, oh, yeah. or on the top of it, it looks like it's a second floor that's spinning. Yeah. This okay. is a, th- this episode well, then seems- maybe you can make it two-tier. The... We don't know things episode, we, and then we look them up. First, and... we went off the rails. Now we're correcting <laughs> yeah, our. Rails that's every bit. episode. Yeah, well, pretty much. <laughs> you think we prepare for this? <laughs> <laughs> you thought wrong. Well, that's cool. Um, I mean, it sucks that it's closing. If so, what it, as it stands right now? I mean, what's there? It, it do you? Th- okay, so my question is this: Do you think it's worth making a trip to this park? to send it off or do you think it's just like you know watch a couple youtube videos you'll feel like you were there i don't think it's worth making a trip i think if you're in near the bay area within a driving distance and you have an extra day like built into your travel out to the bay area because i mean you can only go to alcatraz so much that's some guy has been to alcatraz ever but there's so many things you could do out there but if you're near it it's worth a try because like you talked about affordability I think that's why we went a lot. Uh, I mean, times have changed. Obviously, we're here now, but it is quite affordable uh, compared to other parks, I believe. It is more kid-driven, uh, so there's not as many like thrill rides, I would say. Uh, so there's like a lot more of the kid stuff going on. But I, if you're in the area, you, might you as well can give it get a, try a platinum see, annual pass for a grand total of two hundred and forty dollars. Wow, so that still sounds affordable. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, or forty six dollars like a month. Road. Wow. Or yeah. if you're in uh, pre K, if you're younger than kindergarten age, you can get in for free. Well, just get on your wow. knees and you know, just pretend. Just try to walk through. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Let's see well, what comes with this pass. Uh, I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna find some videos on YouTube and at least try to see what it was like. I've never been there. I feel like I've seen it. When we were going up north, I don't remember if we were going to Santa Cruz or San Francisco, but I feel like we saw it off in the distance. And I I just remember thinking, or was that Six Flags? Oh, yeah. Could have been. I don't know. Maybe it was was the Six Flags park. I don't know. Yeah, this one's a little bit off the distance path, but it's worth it. It's still a theme park. Mm. Yeah, and it's like, you know, if you're really into roller coasters, maybe that's something that you'd, you know, maybe these roller coasters won't exist anymore. And if you're the kind of person that really wants to, you know, do roller coasters and da 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 then maybe that would be something for you to check out these roller coasters if they are going away forever kind of thing. I don't know if they're dip- duplicates other places that are, you know, similar rides, but maybe that is a good reason to go. I mean, I don't know if that's Hazen's reason to go, but somebody out there might want to go because these roller coasters could be going away forever in 10 years. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would be up for that. I mean, I it's been a while since I've had the opportunity to go on roller coasters. I love them. I loved them growing up. For a long time, we had Six Flags uh, annual passes, and our like our group of friends actually went frequently. 
You know, it was uh, the park that we went to just because it was more accessible than like Disneyland was at the time. Plus, if you took like a Coke can and you went inside, like you paid like $8 for an annual pass or something yeah. like that. It was like something insane. They paid you 35 cents. Yeah, exactly. And parking, you yeah. know, so it, it always worked out. But, uh, you know, as we, I, I think for me, we had... I think there was several years where they overlapped and we had both like we had the Six Flags and the Disneyland annual pass when we first started like going. But like as my love for Disneyland grew, we stopped going as much to Six Flags. And then it got to the point where we went like once a year and thought that's not worth an annual pass. Like we'll just pay for a ticket at that point. Mm -hmm. And then let's just continue getting our annual pass for Disneyland. And that's just kind of how it went from there on out. Those days, the annual pass was nothing like what we're paying for right now. <laughs> I would uh, love to be paying what I paid when I first got my annual pass. A lot of us. $400. Yeah. And yeah, I, I missed oh, days. man, I thought that was so much money. I mean, granted, I was just out of high school, but still. For <laughs> if I could say to myself back then, you know, what I know now, I'd say... Uh, <laughs> buy a whole bunch of them so you could just yeah, redeem exactly. them for the next 20 no, years exactly that's how it works right <laughs> i didn't do i didn't use these yet <laughs> you can uh, do it with tickets i guess you like, yeah we'll go back in time to 19 you know 88 and buy a bunch of like 5,000 <gasps> day passes dude we should do it yeah let's get that time machine out let's do it nobody if anybody heard that idea don't worry about it we'll uh we'll get you in on it yeah, we'll get eight podcast 000. giveaway. We'll get eight thousand day <laughs> tickets from nineteen eighty eight or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, it's sad to hear. I, I never love to hear whenever a theme park is closing, especially one that has this type of history. But you know, you got eleven years if you want to go <laughs> check it out. That's what Larry was saying. Like a lot of these places, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, sorry, we couldn't open up and we're closed yeah. forever now. You yeah. you got some time, so uh, say goodbye while you can. Exactly. exactly. Go go eat a Twinkie Wiener sandwich there or something. Whatever they have, I don't know. Funnel cake. I think oh, not Twinkie Wiener cool. sandwiches. That's only in that Weird Al nope. movie. <laughs> I mean, I've. I'm curious now. <laughs> a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, Bobo. <laughs> That's funny. That's UHF. That's Weird Al's movie. UHF. UHF. Doesn't U Weird Al have like another movie coming out on Disney Plus? Yeah, he does. I mean, I think I don't think it's Weird Al's movie, but Weird Al's in a movie. Oh, oh no, he does a theme song for it, right? I think he like he does the theme. And I think like he's like sing like it's a Lego Star Wars movie, and he's a Lego Star Wars character. He plays Vic Vanko in this Star Wars. movie. Lego movie thing. I don't know. There's a catchy song. Like Everything is Awesome? Yeah, but a Weird Al version. Everything is Weird? Weird song? Every, every, everything is Weird and a Twinkie Wiener Sandwich. Lego Star Wars <laughs> Summer Vacation. Looking for a much-needed break from Stormtroopers and TIE Fighters? Finn arranges a surprise vacation for his friends, Ray, Poe, Rosie, Chewie, BB-8, R2-D2, and C-3PO aboard the ultra-luxurious Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah, so it's Wait a, a second. Yes. Are they... Are, is this a commercial? I, that, I was waiting to bring that up because I read that whole thing. and It's like, okay, so this is a commercial for Galactic Star Cruiser in a Lego movie. And they got Weird Al to do the commercial. In a Lego movie. Yeah. What? 
I mean, look, it's kind of genius, right? Like, I get it. You're bringing synergy to everything. And if you really want to make the story of the Galactic Star Cruiser canon for the worlds that you're creating, especially connecting it to Batu and everything, I get it. You, so um, obviously you do it with Lego. Yeah, I, I guess that's... Oh, yeah. Wow. Open field. <laughs> Bravo. A, this is, so, so what's interesting about this is supposedly... You know, it's Lego. It's a Lego movie, so they don't care. They can have whoever meet. So it has like Ray and Finn and whatever, but then it has like Darth Vader and and like Obi Wan Kenobi and Obi Wan. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's um, Anakin well, Skywalker. Well, and there's uh, oh, come on, brain work. The Emperor. Thank you very much, me Palpatine. brain ever Palpatine in a bathing suit on the beach. And well, I think that's, that's what he does on his funny. spare time. Yeah, he goes like, no. And Jabba the Hutt is like <laughs> dancing in a little party hat. Like, it's all kind of, it looks kind of fun. Darth Vader has a big fruit hat on. Nice. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, I love it. I, I have to say, I do appreciate that they're trying to do some stuff with Star Wars that's a little silly. Like, Star Wars is inherently a little silly, I think. And these characters are so, like, just so well-known that it's just, it's funny to be able to do something a little different with them, even if it's in a Lego form. But Darth Vader in a fruit hat and whatever on the beach, that's funny, and they should do that more often. I mean, that's what Lego's known for. Lego pushes the boundaries of every property that they touch. You know, no matter what, whether it's Avengers, whether it's you know dc characters like they're just like everything just gets snarkier and kind of funnier in many ways when it's in lego format like i don't think i've seen any lego films that i've considered like a flop you know even like the standard stuff like the ninjago stuff and everything those are all pretty entertaining too so i dig this i'm waiting for it i'm for it if we're this... part of it so it can't be bad plus the song is a bop you say Yes. Well, I didn't say that, but some people might say that. I mean, I is just, it boppy? I don't know. I just turned it up really loud in my headphones for a second. I heard my ears. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a bop. If that qualifies as a bop, then yes, I guess it is. It bopped your ears. It bopped, yes. it bopped my ears, and now they're ringing. <laughs> nice. August 5th. That's the date Boom. it's premiere. There you go. Set your times and calendars on your phones for an alert. For when Disney Plus releases, what is it called again? Weird Al presents Star Wars Summer Vacation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Star Wars Summer Vacation presented Lego. by Weird Al. Star Wars presented Star Wars. presented by Honda. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's good. No, I don't. Yeah, yes, I don't know. I was going to make another joke, but I kept forgot what it was. So let's just uh, not do that. <laughs> and why don't we take this time, Hazen, to thank those uh, pretty cool cats and kittens? that we absolutely i like those guys so we should give them a big old thank you the cool cats and kittens so uh we just want to take a moment to thank a very special group of listeners or as andrew says those cool cats and kittens uh known as the fgp squad our podcast fairy godparents because it is their support via patreon that help make these episodes of podcateers possible uh, if you want more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a little info on what the FGP Squad is, and a link to our Patreon. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. 
Uh, being a part of the FTP Squad family does get you some additional perks, like a special section on our Discord that's specifically for FTP, uh, access to the Podcasters After Show, our happy hour calls, additional content on Patreon, random giveaways, you know, just to name a few. So again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. But of course, to all of the members of the FTP Squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. So before we go on to, I know I, I got Hazen before I could say what he's going to say. Ha <laughs> um, Have you guys, is anybody <laughs> caught up on Stranger Things or at least like through the first couple of episodes? Because I'm done, dude. I'm rewatching done. it again because I want to be done. ready for next week, I think, when they release part two. I, okay, I'm on like three yep. right now, but okay, spoiler alert if you're not on Stranger Things. That's not going to spoil too much, but it's funny. Um, so there's like that bad guy, Jorm, or I don't know what his name is. Vecna. Yeah. Back then, my Jorm. That's close enough, right? I don't know. Wait, did anyway. we get a spoiler alert here? I said it already. You're not yeah, paying I attention. Said it. I'm sorry. It. I went I... away to grab some water, and I totally didn't hear. It. Thank you for I that. I'm sorry. This clear American has alcohol in it or something. This is a weird. <laughs> I'm like, I'm more than halfway done with this, so it must be decent. Um, but anyway, so what did you say his name was? Vengeance? No, we'll stick Jorm. to your name. We'll stick to <laughs> Go your with name. Jorm. Jorm. So Jorm is there. He's the bad guy. And he's like got all these like weird cable technical things coming out of him. And the only thing I can think of is the um oh now I forgot her name. From Captain EO. Um if you remember Captain EO, what is her name? The Grand I I said it to you guys earlier, I think. The Supreme Leader. How could I not forget that? But so this guy reminds me of the Supreme Leader from Captain EO. I don't know if you remember that, but it's Angelica Houston comes down and she's got like those pointy fingers. Oh, she looks like Doc Ock, right? Yeah, she goes, You think me beautiful? And every time I see that guy with his little tentacle things, I say that to myself. And sometimes I say it aloud and my wife gets mad at me. Um, I don't know. I just want to bring that up before we talk about uh, what we were actually going to talk about because uh, I thought that was funny. That is funny. Anybody else in the Discord yeah, going you that think way? Me beautiful. <laughs> I think we need a supreme leader emoji on the Discord. Hey, if we can find a good uh, image of it or a good animated GIF, we'll add it. Okay. Because, you know, or maybe we could get like Hooter or Major Domo or something. I don't know. Captain Neo's silly. We'll figure it out. Speaking of Spe- space. Yeah, speaking of <laughs> space stuff. Yeah. So let's let's uh recap and let's give some thoughts here on uh Obi Wan that six part series, it's officially over. Coming into this, I was pretty excited because I felt like there was a lot of story that was going to be told that I was just not familiar with. And, uh, you know, as a, as a non-hardcore Star Wars fan, I really enjoyed this entire series. I know that there's been some mixed feelings about it, and I was hoping to get some comments from, especially you, Larry. I don't know if you've seen, like, how people are feeling about it, what they're saying about it, but I want to know how you felt about it, how you felt the ending was, And would you have wanted to see something different or change something to kind of go into the other films and stories we're already used to? So let's start off with your thoughts. Okay. Now, do we want to go spoilerific? Oh, no, let's go spoilerific. So, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, you may want to pause the episode, watch it, and then come back to this because we're going into spoiler territory here. All righty. (laughs) 
So after all six now watching them, for me, I think it was well done for Obi-Wan's story. I know we're going to get into probably some dis- you know, questions about how they wrote it out and how the people and the characters had their final scenes. But for me, here's why. Um, as I mentioned before when we were talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the real story is the Padawan and the Master that it starts with. And they keep that overlying theme in Obi-Wan Kenobi. But with that, there's that hope that they bring in Obi-Wan that when you have Anakin and Padme's kids, Luke and Leia, now in the story into the fold to close that gap to understand why, you know, where the story is going and how to fill some of those gaps. Now, for me, overall speaking, the payoff really was seeing Obi-Wan come back to the Force because where he started in the beginning of the show, he's he's this broken. He's done with being a Jedi, and the Jedis are pretty much at their lowest point and about to be broken. You got the Inquisitors really taking over. And I'll revisit the Inquisitor part because that does play a part in this whole thing too because obviously the fifth sister. Third. Or third. My bad. The third sister. So sisterhood of the I think... Sorry. The sisterhood of the Bats. <laughs> I think for me, it was awesome. I, I, being a Star Wars fan, I've talked about this before, I was in once I heard the music back and then you had the lightsaber fight between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan at the end. I had to rewatch that scene three times. And why? First, I had to rewatch it because I wanted to see it. The second time, I had to rewatch it in the dark because I wanted all my lights to have the effects on my TV of the white and the blue and red lightsabers. And then last time, I really focused on the dialogue. And for me, it really feels like uh, in, this, in this sequence of seeing this, I just really felt some part of resolution in regards to Obi-Wan. Now, I know it's not a resolution for Darth Vader, and there's probably a lot of people out there going to be like, he could have ended it. But for me, it feels I feel more better about it because Obi-Wan was really the character I was battling with his knowing of the Force, really coming to the end of going back to his full strength of being a Jedi with the Force. And I had just the chills at the end with that fight when he's fighting technically Darth Vader, but he still sees him as Anakin. And the scenes at his lowest point, pretty much losing to Anakin slash Darth Vader at that point, being buried uh, literally in the ground. And then what gives him hope is seeing uh, images of Leia and Luke, which means like that whole hope. There's hope in the force, which gave him the power to fight back because he's kind of breaking away from how the bonds he had with Anakin. And I got chills. I know it's been done on the Clone Wars, but I like I told you before, I don't think I've watched a lot of the animated Star Wars things like you did, Hazen, that reinvigorated your Star Wars like like because of how well they did. I've heard they've done this before when he had the lightsaber battle. Spoiler her come big time. He's, I mean, Obi-Wan does this awesome move and just like uses the force to slice right through Darth Vader's yeah. half of his mask. And there's this dialogue they have with each other. And this was where I got the feels and the emotions of like he obi-wan and just i think he when i say he i think this is why i the only reason you had to have them back because the voice kind of crackled and you had darth vader then you had his voice and you talked about the identity and even the lightsaber colors were like blue to red you saw these like 
reflections, which couldn't have been done in the 70s. Like that, that just they didn't have that good of a camera to do that kind of thing and great CGI um, to create this like ultimate lightsaber battle and then this ultimate face off of like Obi Wan really dealing with losing his Padawan more than that, losing his friend. And I and for anyone that's gonna be like, I know that might be other. Why didn't you just kill him? Why didn't you just kill him first? Back up, Jedi's technically. I mean, it's one of the very few people that don't kill a lot, and they always survive stabbings. Like I don't know how they get stabbed by lightsaber and survive, but they also they all have this way of the Force letting things play out. And you have to think about go forward and how Obi Wan dies. He really kind of sacrifices himself when you watch the first Star Wars movie, which would be the technically the fourth. So that's what I know a lot of people are upset at, and, and it's more of him coming to a resolution of being to come one with the Force again, which he gets full power at the end. You see by that scene, and then like I said, if you're really gonna criticize the story with the uh, third sister um yes uh and what i mean by that is she goes after luke and has his own identity battle because you find out that she herself was a, a young padawan and she sees it in luke that she found out through this you know communication that he was there she's putting the pieces together and she's there to pretty much take him out because she wants she sees i believe she sees a part of anakin in luke and that's where she wants to like ruin it you know like a payback revenge because of what he did to her. Uh, but the only thing is though, like you continue the cycle in there and, and she had a moment of choice and technically she chose the good side at that point or the side of the way of the yeah. Jedi because she still had it in her, but technically not like a hundred percent. So there's this like internal battles for the characters that they came through and, and finally bring some light back into their lives of being res resolution. Uh, and I think that, I, I know a lot of people are going to be a little upset because it doesn't build well for future stories, maybe, or it didn't like Colo's books. Um, I, but for me, it's it's just what I would wanted because I'm just a huge Obi-Wan fan. So there's my bias yeah. on it, though. So I have a couple of questions that I'm hoping that you can answer because you touched on it a little bit right now. And it was the the relationship. Well, not the relationship. When the third sister goes after Luke, is she going after Luke because she knows that that's Anakin's son or because Obi-Wan was protecting him because he knew that he was going to be like a Jedi in the future. Like what was her reasoning for even going after Luke? Like, wasn't the whole point to go after Leia? Like how did Luke even get in the picture for her? Well, she has that battle and then she sees the, the receiver that would be like an episode five where she's like been stabbed by Darth Vader, which is a great star Wars battle scene too. Uh, and she sees that this like broken transmission, I fear for you haven't communicated with me. This comes from oh, technically okay. uh, Leia's yeah, dad. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I think you had, I know there's a lot of open things here where maybe there was editing. Maybe I'm giving a benefit of doubt, you know, putting this together, like how cause she showed up yeah. there real fast too. If you think about it, I was like, Boom, she's already there. That I was, like, was kind of weird. Died? I, I thought didn't... she got stabbed. Like... <laughs> you have to go backwards. Star Wars has so many people that got stabbed, and it's just irony that Qui-Gon's the one that like died so fast from being stabbed. But uh, that's a whole nother thing. I think for I think her anger, I think there's this thing about like anger and revenge inside of you keeps you alive and not like having peace of the force kind of thing. Like you're fighting death. That's why I feel like kind of played there and she 
pushed her way through it. But who knows? Maybe there's no internal organs. Maybe that thing singed the right spot. It's really light. It's hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cauterizes the, yeah. <laughs> the room. But I think, yeah, I think she she has a little bit of Jedi in her. And if you're going to ask me, she knew to get to him at least would create pain not only in, you know, I think your story is right. Like in going after for Obi-Wan because she knows that's where he's going to show up and who he's trying to protect. But she sees, I think she really sees Anakin in that scene. Does that bring that to like, she may have had some kind of background to it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Just being like at that point, knowing like this is, this is an important kid. This is like something in this kid is like Jedi. Like they feel that force. Part. Huh. Because I mean, I not explained. Not yeah, explained. I, didn't, I don't think maybe I wasn't paying attention because a lot of the times that I've had an opportunity to watch them, uh, maybe I should watch it again. But the times that I was watching, I was watching it pretty late. So maybe there were points that I didn't pick up on specifically. And especially the last few episodes that I saw. But if she knew that Luke was Anakin's son and Leia was Anakin's daughter, then I get it, right? It's an instant, like, okay, well, that makes sense. You're just trying to kill the lineage at that point. But right. if she if she knows, like, for me, the the only other thing that made sense was the fact that she knew that Obi-Wan was supposed to train Luke and that he was overseeing Luke. Hmm. And she saw Obi-Wan as a failure because Anakin turned out to be Darth Vader at the, you know, like at the fact that Obi-Wan couldn't do his job. Like he lost his Padawan, right? And considering that Darth Vader as Anakin, before he was even Darth Vader, was responsible for killing those children during Order 66. Like, you see the scene. Like, she's having the flashbacks, right? Like, she knows what can come. So, like you said, she knows that there's some Darth Vader in Luke, but I'm wondering if that was the original connection or if it was just the fact that in her heart she's like, well, you failed with Anakin. You're going to fail with Luke. I'm just going to get rid of him now. It could be. I think this is why people are not liking it. Well, Andrew, this is a time for you to, as a just a general fan, to just say what was wrong with the story points or just the overall show. This is so. It. Do you know who's cool? <laughs> Darth Vader's who's cool. cool. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't care if you like say that. it, but Darth Vader's cool. Um, so anytime you get to see Darth Vader like throwing rocks around and doing stuff, that's pretty cool. Rock and roll, baby. Like that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> what was wrong? Uh, when uh he threw Obi Wan in the ground, like in a big hole. There was the best opportunity to say, and now I have the high ground, and that never happened. And I ah, said it out loud, and he didn't say it, and I was I very mad. Uh, <laughs> um, and a lot that's of people point. were wanting more uh, Hayden Christensen. And the, I think it was because in like the IMDb and everything, he's billed in every episode. And in every episode, it's like flashback and reuse clips and, and things like that. There's one that I don't know. I haven't seen the prequels in a long time, so I don't know if it's reused or if it was new and they did some de-aging stuff. But it's the two of them, Obi-Wan and Anakin, doing the lightsaber stuff in like the... That's is that, So that was new film yeah. stuff. Okay, so yep. you got a little, scene was you got never, a little bit of yeah. stuff, but it was 
you know, the last episode we get like what a minute and a half, two minutes of him as Darth Vader speaking, and they did it real. I mean, really good job, really cool with with uh, both Hayden Christensen and James Earl Jones doing the lines that they would you know morph between them, and yeah. and because the voice mm-hmm. box was you know sliced up and stuff like that, so that was really cool. And lightsabers are cool. Um, I don't know, like <laughs> it was fun. Um, I know a lot of people are speculating about like, okay, season one of Obi-Wan is, is wrapped up. And I'm like, no, this is, as far as we know, this is it for, uh, Obi-Wan. Um, I don't know. I should have been my last thing I said, but I thought of more things. Um, we also (laughs) get to see, um, uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine a little bit right there. Yeah. You know, McDermott and we get to see Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, right there at the end too so you know bringing back a lot of these people for this project i think kind of shows the um even just how much the actors care about these roles because they could have just said no (laughs) like you know do you want to be you know say four lines uh and get into this like ian mcdermott do you want to get all up in this makeup and say two sentences (laughs) yeah uh for an afternoon like does he need to? No, but maybe he likes Star Wars a lot. I don't know. Did they film this during the last Star Wars? Who knows? But um Or was it all CG? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um Could have been. I, it looked filmed. Like, I mean, it's hard to tell these days, but um anyway. Uh and he also got the the with Ian McDermott, I think. And Hayden Christensen, I think the billing was. Anyway, not important. Um <laughs> I think uh, the the one of the biggest things was a lot of the suspense was kind of not there. The well, just like in general, not yeah. there because, you know, it's like, okay, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader are going to fight. Well, neither yeah, one of them are going to die I because see. we know what right. happens. All right. They the third sister is going to go here and she's going to, uh, you know, well, Uncle Owen and Aunt Veru aren't going to die. Luke's not going to die. So it's like, okay, well, something's going to happen, uh, but they're not going to die. Like nobody's dying in this yeah. unless it's an uh, uh, ancillary character or whatever. Yeah, we had what one one major, well, minor death of that guy that got blowed up um from yeah. the uh thing, you know. It's not not too death heavy in this uh series because, you know, you have to live in these boundaries of this is what happened in episode 3, this is what happened in episode 4. You can do whatever you want between, but they have to end up where they end up. Also, uh, the Grand Inquisitor, I think they should make those, like, you know, Beats by Grand Inquisitor headphones he's got on there. I don't know what those are, but those look pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Those are all my jokes, I think, from (laughs) Obi-Wan. Lightsabers are cool. Darth Vader's cool. Uh, They should have had more Darth Vader uh, and Hayden Christensen stuff. I agree. Should should have been in it a little more, but I... I see, you know, this is Obi-Wan the series, not Darth Vader the series. So, I mean, it was a fun ride. And I'm glad that uh, the care that they they took to make this series and it wasn't, you know, slapdash or anything like that. The the stuff with Leia at the end was very nice, you know. All right. It, it was good. Good. Good yeah. job. Thumbs up. That's, Two thumbs. And I think up. For, and I think for people watching the story, I completely under, agree. But then I say, okay, remember, this is Disney Plus. Compare it to Boba Fett. Compare it to The Mandalorian. 
now where do you feel like it fits? Because now, the like you said, you know what's going to happen because we all know the characters, their futures. But when you compare the lightsaber battles, the background story with the characters you didn't know so much about the Inquisitors, and then also the final fights, compare it to those series. And then see, how do you feel? There's not as much, exactly what you said, there's not as much anticipation or mystery in what's happening but do you feel connection with those characters i mean and for me too the thea character and her the way she goes out another spoiler here is you know pretty much giving up her own life and then her droids there with her like right there at that last intense scene that droid's cool he doesn't know how to talk and he just that droid's cool (laughs) yeah he's like super powered and then his last scene is protecting her base i mean that is hits you in the feels like the mandalorian if you switch back to that and the the protector droid with you know grogu at that time you thought was baby yoda's name like real good comparisons to when they put that in a six episode show so and i think i'll be i'm gonna say it just with you andrew the lightsabers bringing it into star wars into live action because that's like one of the coolest things when asanka ahsoka shows up in the star wars that we saw and then you know the uh, mandalorian excuse me you see those lightsaber battles like stuff like that that gets you into the show of star lightsabers wars lightsabers are cool like what like <laughs> yeah also it is cool. you brought up yeah cool Obi cool like it's cool like make more stuff with lightsabers in it <laughs> i don't know also <laughs> uh, you brought up that scene where they're like you know the stormtroopers are there or whatever and they're like close the big door they're yeah. shooting at the big door how yeah. how are they talking between that big old door? <laughs> I was like, oh, I know what's gonna happen. He's gonna put his hand on the door, and they're gonna force talk with yeah. each other. And he's like, but, but then he, really, then they were just like, hey, really so uh, you should stop <laughs> shooting at us. Oh uh, no, we're gonna come get you. Uh, okay, like, good point. It's like a big old door, and they're just talking through it like nobody's like problem. I don't know. I thought that was funny. I thought they were going to do some force thing, like, okay, he's reading that the force and the da da da, and that didn't happen. They're just talking about it. Yeah, I mean, there was a, a lot of surprises in this one for me. Like I said, I'm I'm not as huge a fan as other people are when it comes to the Star Wars franchise. I I, I like the films. I've liked everything I've seen on Disney Plus so far. I'm not a hardcore enough fan to be able to nitpick a lot of it. I'm still kind of learning the worlds and the characters and how they're all connected in a lot of ways. Like I've had a lot of help because of the podcast that I've had to research a lot. So I've learned a lot about the star Wars universe uh, in, I think a very short time, right? I think in the last, now it's been five or six years um, that I've been doing this a lot more, but I mean, I enjoyed this show. I think there was a lot that helped bridge the gap between the films and like what we've known so far uh, it helped establish the relationship between Leia and Obi-Wan and why she calls on him, you know, in, in A New Hope and, you know, why that connection exists to begin with. And I I don't know. I don't really have much to complain about. Uh, if there was anything, it's probably one of the same complaints that I have for, like, all the other films in general. And that's one if you can sense that there's another Jedi or someone else, like because you're force sensitive, like there was a scenes with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader where Obi-Wan tries to sneak up on him and Darth Vader turns around just in time. Or like the third sister tries to sneak up on Darth Vader and he like turns around just in time. Like, like, like if you can feel it coming, like 
why don't you just anticipate it? Like, if you can tell the future, like, why aren't you prepared for that? Also, you sometimes know? sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. At the end, after Obi-Wan uh, comes from under the, the rocks and, exactly. like, sneaks up on Darth Vader's, like, and gets him by There's surprise. There's, like, no damn consistency when it comes then, to that. And then it, when, when the third sister's, like, going after uh, Owen and Veru, and Owen, like, falls off a thing and twists his ankle, um, and then he's like, Veru, she's coming! And then she's, like, standing on the other side of the door. She opens the door and gets whacked yeah. by a thing. I'm like, how did you not see that coming? Exactly. You're, like, like whatever like why does it work sometimes and why does it work the other time somebody explain that right i guess you have to like be paying attention to it i don't know i guess if your mind's elsewhere i don't know how this works but i agree with you on that <laughs> and then darth vader seems like common bad guy trope like from horror films like everyone's moving at like 600 miles an hour and he's like barely taking a step and like swatting a lightsaber and he's like yeah but he's uh, doing yeah. it so poetically and everybody's out of breath and stuff and he's like whatever this is child's play to me right so there's that and but then darth vader i think started that like 1977 i think i think darth vader has a right to <laughs> okay to be, to be right. the fair trope. enough fair enough that okay i'll take that one he almost stopped a whole sh- a whole ship. Oh, if dude! You saw on that he that was it insane. Yeah, that so was like, that, which brings me to my last. Point. And then the whole switcheroo. Yeah. yeah, which brings me to my nice. last point. <laughs> it's almost it's insane to me how Sith and Jedi have these insane fights in all the in all the films, all the shows, everything. Right, not just in this one, and. Like the Jedi come out on top, yeah, they're scrappy and everything, whatever, right? Like they come out on top, they're, they're scrappy the good guys and, and hungry. stuff. But like oh, it nice. seems that if you use the Force in a negative way, you seem to get stronger, faster, and you just know how to control it way more. So then, if that's the case, why don't you just learn both ways of the Force so that you know how to control it and you're like a better fighter? That would be Darth Vader. That's why he's so strong because he knows both no, I ways get of the that. force. But so why doesn't everybody else? That's my like my question. Because like, they're too goody they goodies. They don't have they the midi. Say, they don't have the midi chloride. The, the little things that's the chlorians, the things inside of your Jedi that makes you a Jedi. They don't have that. So that's the that's that thing that makes it. And technically, Luke and Leia don't have completely because wherever you know where Darth Vader Anakin comes from in that point, it's like they're a separate because technically, you know. Padme is does isn't a Jedi, so like she only has half of what, or they only have half. So he's like fifty percent so like, Jedi. Yeah, so it's, it's I it's, don't know. It's like this thing that he's like the ultra bad thing. He had the chance to be something important, but he got too jaded by. I think the Force. You have to look at it in a way of it's like your mind when you focus it in your most clear state. Then you're then you're the best with that you can be. But when you have like. You could have ultimate power and focus on the hate and anger, and you're like really strong, right? But then you're blinded by that at the same time. You don't have peace mm. with it, so you continue to build an ego, which makes you worse than what you were before. You fall with that. So I think that's kind of the theme of it. But I get mm. it. If you're looking at like powers, like just straight powers against each other, it is confusing because things change yeah. so frequently. I, I well, I so was talking. So this part. is a, a conversation I was having with a coworker. And he knows all kinds of stuff about Star Wars. And he was telling me about <laughs> there's in, I'm assuming it's in the books and other Star Wars media, um, gray Jedis. And apparently that's a thing at, that, you know, they know both. And then they just kind of like, I don't know, tote around and do both. I don't know what they are, but I know that's a thing that's in books and stuff. And maybe it's 
too complicated of a of a thought to or like a thing to put in a movie and it's easier to explain in a book or a graphic novel or something but i it seems to be that that might have that might be explained in other star wars media that just we haven't you know delved into Cross that um path. so yeah. yeah they haven't explained it in this and you know i'm not going to go read 8 billion star wars star wars i can't talk <laughs> Star Wars. That's the new. That's the new series on Disney Plus. Star Wars. Um, but yeah, th- there's just there's so much Star Wars stuff out there that I it's I think it's right. hard for anybody to just climb that mountain and get through all that stuff. So um, they need to make it a little more palatable. Maybe throw some uh, gray Jedi's into stuff, and then maybe it'll make us more happen. Sense. Maybe it'll be an Ahsoka Tano series. Yeah, but are the are these gray Jedi's that he's talking about? considered part of canon or legends now well it's in the book so i'm mm. assuming it's legends but i'm assuming that they can do the thing that marvel does and say all right we want to do this Just yank it out and throw plop it, it in, in the there. movie yeah we can do whatever we want you know if they do whatever so uh, you know. so you're saying that vader <laughs> was even stronger than palpatine yeah, and he oh, picked yeah. him up and threw him For in a sure. hole. He was a weak old man, and then he picked him up and threw no, him in a like, hole. No, I mean, like, at his prime. I'm like, like if you're thinking like Palpatine at his prime or, like, all these other Darths, right? Like, are we saying Vader is, like, the... He yeah, so he... Wow, yeah. okay. All right, well, I got... It seems like I got but some more learning but to he, do. But that's why that's that master role he has with Darth Vader. It's that... It's that, that he's given into the master role with Palpatine. So you won't turn his back on him until, until he, until until he third sisters you know? him, right? Do <laughs> <laughs> right. you ever play that, that Star Wars game, the, the Force Unleashed game? The one on the Wii? Yeah, the one on the Wii. I think that yeah. on Xbox too. Oh, I never. Oh, that's a good it. game and you could be Darth Vader and it's cool. And yeah. and then you're like there you go. You're like dark Walker. I don't know. It had some stupid name. But it's cool and you gotta throw rocks around. Anyway, Walker that's a Texas for, Ranger? Yeah, it, your name's like, what is it? it <laughs> throwing rocks around was really cool. Some, I'll admit that. Andrew. Throwing I'll admit that rocks too. around throwing is cool. Throwing rocks around. Um, like, that just seems cool. Um, I, I'm sure yeah. somebody has played this game and knows the name off the top of their head and is yelling at me. But it is, it's something weird. Force Unleashed Character. Hmm. Hold on. I'm going to find it really quick because it's a silly name. No, it's Star Killer. That's it. That's your character's name, Star Killer. Oh. So it's. Star Killer Base, that that's what that was named after, I guess. <laughs> Star Killer, Darth Vader's apprentice. Interesting. Anyway, we're talking about Obi Wan. Yeah, the what you were saying about the rock throwing and everything, I thought that was super cool. But you mentioned like the one scene that for me was like, what the hell, dude? Like when he goes and he grabs the ship as they're trying to leave. The, mm-hmm. the scene you mentioned earlier, yeah. that for me was like there was no effort, right? He's just like wham. And he just like holds on to it. He's not shaking. He's nothing. He's just he like was angry. still holding He's it. Angry. And I'm like, so and that's why his force is like super at that moment. Like he fills people behind him. The anger is at full stake. And he's been and the part of it too is about having that ego. He's mad now. He got tricked. So he's like, you think I'm stupid? That's why that whole scene plays in. Like he's like telling the third. You think I'm dumb? Oh, you're about to be surprised, and that's when he, oh, yeah, because he got fooled. Are you talking to me? Got, I'm Darth Vader. I gotta go watch this again. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it, now that we're talking about it, like things are like coming together more for me now, and I feel like I'm gonna appreciate watching it through one more time. Like now that I have the context, 
like I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna uh, unleash more Star Wars into my brain <laughs> so than I would become have a wanted. Star, star Killer, Star Crusher, <laughs> Star Killer. You know, you're saying that, Larry, and all I can think of is now is like, what if Darth Vader sounded like Joe Pesci? That would be funny. Oh, <laughs> like you Another think I'm dumb, change. huh? Like you think I'm dumb? <laughs> all right, I think that's a great place to end. I think the silliness needs to come oh, to nice. an end. So you mean you don't you is. don't want like another hour of me forgetting you what I'm to be Joe about Pesci and me? Darth Vader? I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> that might that's for the Patreon. We'll we'll put that on uh, for the FGP. Uh, <laughs> Joe Pesci, Darth Vader, an entire no set. Okay, an yeah, we're just set. gonna be like a a, a, a staged reading. But first, I have to learn a Joe Pesci impression. Nice. But anyway, let's end this uh, episode. Let's land this ship. That's nice. it. That's going to wrap it up. If you have any thoughts on the ending of Obi-Wan, the entire series, join the conversation over on Discord. We'd love to know your thoughts. You know, I wanted to have the channel on Discord where we could talk about things and be spoilerific and everything, but there was a flaw in that plan and that was that everybody kept getting alerts that somebody posted in that channel and I tried to turn them off I tried to do a couple of things that were suggested to me and for some reason it couldn't be done globally like everybody had to do it on their own and that's a horrible experience because that means that new people joining the discord weren't going to know to turn it off unless I put it in like the rules or something and you had to agree to it oh maybe I could do that before you can see the channel you have to agree or hit like a, a toggle or something that enables the channel, but only after you set it to that. Like there's a trigger. Okay, I got an idea. You got some work to do. I got. I do have some work to do. I'm okay. okay. Whew, that was cool. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Back working on, on that. In the meantime, you know, at least your thoughts. Uh, hopefully, more than more people than not have seen it already, and we'll be able to talk about it a little freely. But uh, yeah. Join us over on Discord. If you're not yet a member, it's super easy to join. You can go to the blog post for this episode, podcasters.com slash 419. Click on the Discord logo. It'll ask you a couple of questions. You'll set up a password with your email, and you'll be set up, ready to go. You can also go to our Instagram and check out the pinned Instagram story with the Discord logo. Same process. Take you a couple clicks. You'll be joined up in no time. So that's it. That is going to wrap it up for this episode. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. May the force be with you. <laughs> See ya. Nice. I can't believe you guys didn't do Halfway to Christmas. Do, 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 do. Oh, we should have. The sad Christmas, Christmas music. There's your song. this week. this week. Part of the Podcateers Network.